Today on the Goblin's Corner. It's our first episode ever. We're going to screw this up. Yep. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Corner. My name is Eric. And my name is Matt. And tonight, you're going to get to hear the first ever episode of the Goblin's Corner. Episode one, everyone. Welcome aboard. Yeah, uh, so we've never done this before, so this should be very interesting. Uh, For those of you who are interested in learning about gaming, storytelling, role-playing, stories behind gaming, storytelling, role-playing, card games, and in particular, nerd trivia or nerd culture in general, this isn't really the episode for that, because we're talking about ourselves instead. Because realistically, you have no idea who we are or why you should care. It's true. We're just random voices out on the internet. So this should be very interesting. So to that point, let's go ahead and get started and kind of tell us who we are and why we're here. So uh, you want to go first, Matt? Certainly. So as stated, my name is Matt. Uh, My first tabletop RPG was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness. I started playing when I was eight years old. A friend of mine wanted someone to actually run for him, but didn't know anybody who played. So he ran the first game I ever played for me. I, in turn, ran a game for him, and that is how I started. Uh, I have played many, many, many games over the years, but uh, what was your first game? My first game? Oh, man. Uh, Let's see. It was Marvel Super Heroes. I believe I played... I can't even remember what I played. I think I played the Rockman uh, for my first Marvel superheroes character. That was like the old D10 dice system that we ran, and it was fun. I remember playing that. I was probably around seven or eight when I started that as well, and then uh, very quickly moved from that to uh, playing with a couple of older kids. They were like 12, and I remember uh, uh, my friend Jeff Hodges at the time, he was where I was living, his uh, older friend or older brother or something like that was 14 or 15 and they rented out a room at the art center where I lived and I got my first taste of D&D guys and then uh, I had an appendicitis and so after it's true this is a true story had appendicitis I was in middle school and uh, was it middle school or high school I can't remember anyhow I guess if I was eight it was middle school but when I got out of the hospital I couldn't do anything because I had you know this tube stuck in my gut for a couple of weeks and so for the first month I ended up getting the DMG and just read all of the D&D stuff pretty much back to front and so by the time I was able to run around again I had my own little game ready to go very cool but my first love was Marvel definitely that was fun just ridiculous powers and you know you could do stuff anything you wanted so, all right, so you, talk, you talked about playing games, right? So let's give them a little pedigree here because I know that nerds out there are going, all right, who are these guys, right? Like, why, why should we even listen to these dudes? Well, partially they should, hopefully, uh, people will enjoy listening to us. We have, between the two of us, around 70 years of DMing slash GMing experience. We've also played a great many games together, uh, well, separately and together, We've played, or I've, I think we've both played GURPS. Yeah, I've played GURPS. We've both played Palladium System, whether Team, it be Team TMNT, Rifts, uh, Heroes Unlimited, Unlimited yeah. Ninjas and Super Spies. 
what else do we have? Uh, Paranoia. Shadow, we've, yeah, we've both sh- played. This computer's my friend. Shadowrun. We played a lot of Shadowrun. And that's true, Trummer. Yeah. Uh, all the D&D. Yeah. Well, I, that's not true. You've played all the D&D. I never actually played a fourth edition game. I picked up the books, I read them, and I decided that that edition was for someone else. They make great kindling, man. I'm telling you. I will say this. Have you have you ever played a first edition, first off? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's it, uh I I had I had the uh the uh luck I guess to play first edition at one point. I we I will say that uh, both Matt and I are, could consider ourselves probably 3.5ers for the most part because that was what we that's our bread and butter game, right? Primarily. So you're going to hear a lot of D&D references to things, but don't worry, we'll probably make some references at some point to another game system. And we're, you know, we've also ramped up to 5th edition a lot of times and uh, of course, if you guys are playing Pathfinder or Starfinder, we both played that. True. Uh, White Wolf games, we've both played a great deal of. Beta tested some of them, too. True. I think I broke Exalted at one point during that. Some of the new stuff, I've, I, we're, uh, we're boned up on the new, uh, you know, it's like, so for example, um, The Created, right, Promethean, right. or uh, the new Changeling, which is really good. There's a lot of uh, fun stuff out there now. Yeah, uh, Rollmaster, Middle Earth. the devil. Both of them. Yeah, yeah Rollmaster. The devil. Didn't we talk to that guy in Rollmaster at DragonCon one point? Where he he explained for twenty minutes all of the tables he was rolling from, and we realized why we don't play Rollmaster. Well, because it is R O L L Master. It is chalk filled with tables for every action. Uh, I don't play it. I have played it. I played it briefly, and I never picked it back up. Not my scene. It's true. Star Wars. Star Wars. I, I loved. I I have played both the old Star Wars and the current iteration. The current iteration is uh, a lot of fun and has some very interesting options available that were not available in older iterations of the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you ever play Gamma World? Unfortunately, very briefly. You're, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Someone told me that they were revising Gamma World with kind of a Fallout at one point, like a Fallout theme. That I think makes someone's sense. actually made a Fallout one. That, it, I can see where it would fit well. Oh, Deadlands? I've played Deadlands before. Super, super fun. I love I, I love the lore of it. I like how the classes, if you will, are set up. Um, I really enjoy also, if you've never gotten the chance to at least look at it, check out whole human occupied landfill oh yeah i remember that anything that's got skills that go uh sticking sharp things in things that scream and bleed or having a voice more important than god how can that not be a fun game so what we're saying is and there's i'm sure the cyberpunk there's a couple other games i'm sure we've played over the years what we're saying is we've played some shit all right. Um, and not only that, uh, we also come from uh, fairly creative backgrounds. Like I, I have a background in improv as well. So you'll hear some anecdotes to improv, especially when we get towards storytelling. Matt, you we're both world builders. We both created our own game worlds at one point in time. I think we well, you've done improv theater. I've done regular theater mm-hmm. um, and some minute amounts of improv. Uh, yeah, it's I might have been in a movie at one point. True. I'm, I might have been in a television show that just went off the air a couple years ago. 
We're nobody of importance, though. I will say true that. True We are story. not celebrities. Repeat, not at all. We are not celebrities. But that being said, we do know a lot about games, and we do know a lot about storytelling and gaming and having fun and writing really interesting campaigns. So if that's your shtick, you're in the right place. What? I, I You know what? Let's tell a story. Okay. Uh, so let tell me a favorite story, uh, one of your favorite adventures. Just any, any, I know that you're sifting through, you know, the data banks right now, but any old game story that you enjoyed from past history? So one of my more enjoyable parts of role-playing games, I really enjoy role-playing, but I also very much enjoy taking rules that are provided and perhaps applying them in non-standard ways. At one point in time, my party was about to attack a citadel, or actually a tower, I suppose, that had a dungeon underneath it that was placed on an island. And so, my method of dealing with the dungeon underneath it was to simply turn into something that could burrow, burrow straight through into the dungeon, let it flood completely, and then deal with whatever happened to survive that. But I found it to be quite effective. It sounds like it. What about you? Uh, well, let's see. I've got a bunch of stories. Actually, I will say one that is uh, one of my most interesting adventures, which is not my character, but I, I always have found it amusing. We had a friend of ours we called Zombie, and uh, there's a reason he was called Zombie. But anyhow, one of the things that I found interesting is we were playing Star Wars or Universe at one point in time, and he played an ex-Imperial TIE fighter. He was like the TIE fighter pilot, right? But he was washed out. He was like, you know, flying a frigate. And he was just this like, this dude who was a beer gut. He had like a wife beater and stains on his shirt. But he was, you know, he used to fly for the for the Empire. And so I used to love that character, even though I didn't even come up with it because it was such a really interesting character. And it was in comparison to people who were, you know, in our group, trying really hard to be, you know, the brooding Jedi or, you know, the uh, the prim and proper protocol droid or something, or, you know, just the Wookiee that would tear people's arms off because that was me. But, so I thought that was a really fun character and it was really interesting to me. Um, the other thing was, I won a bet one time with my one of my friends, Clark, and I got to play an insect shaman in uh, Shadowrun. This is, bef- uh, I guess it was second or third edition Shadowrun. This is before the, the um, what was it, before the comet passed and before Dunkle, it was during, like, right around the time of Dunkle's on for president. Right. When if you guys aren't are not even knowing what's going on at this that's point, second, that's second edition. Second okay. edition, yeah. So at one point, for those of you who don't know, Shadowrun, it's in the future. There's magic and cyber technology. So think the Matrix. Literally, that's where the first use of the Matrix came from, I believe. Uh, there's some argument about whether or not the Gargoyles cartoon had it first. Did they have the Matrix as well? Yeah, I'm gonna dig that up later. Anyhow, there was a lawsuit about it. So, oh, that's interesting. Well, to be fair, I won the bet. For uh, we did a Super Bowl bet. This is how nerdy we were. This was high school, and uh, I got to play an insect shaman. It was a termite shaman named Woody, and he chewed on a table leg. He also had, 
for, for whatever reason, a trench coat and a fedora. And I think because in my teenage brain, that made perfect sense because what else is he going to wear? Sure. I mean, he, it's not like he's going to wear normal clothes. He's well, got, you were an you know, initiate. You looked partially like a like a termite, correct? I pretty much looked like, yeah, I looked like a six-foot-tall termite. Yeah, okay. With Now, I was standing on two legs. So right. somewhat thrycreen, if, uh, if you understand the terminology for that. Well, sure. Okay, fourth edition thrycreen, because... Third edition or second edition Thrycreen. Second edition had four arms, two legs, mm-hmm. and the bulbous butt that stuck the out abdomen, the back. Yeah, they had yeah. the abdomen. And then like third edition, they got rid of that for some reason. No. Not yeah. in third, maybe in fourth. No, I got Monstrous Manual. They've maybe there's different subspecies. I don't know. Or it could just be the people who made the artwork got lazy. But anyhow, those were two interesting uh characters that I liked and I, I don't know I just thought that was a really cool story as well I think one of my favorite characters is actually also from Shadowrun which one is that deet, deet. oh god yes you're uh, <laughs> you're explosive experts from Shadowrun if I die you die everybody dies nobody walks away Yeah, I, I walked around with a trench coat that was lined with pockets full of C12 because C4 is not good enough. And it was attached to a heart monitor. And if anybody, if negotiations failed, then killing me was the worst possible option for everyone involved. And I made certain of that. Do you guys have a character or a story or some kind of interesting anecdote that you would like to share? Feel free to send it to us. We actually have an email address now. It's uh, info at goblinscorner.com. That's info at goblinscorner.com. Or you can also write to Matt or myself, either at eric at goblinscorner.com or matt at goblinscorner.com. And uh, I'm also assuming that wherever we end up posting this, there will probably be a comment section. I have a website now, or we have a website now. It's goblinscorner.com. Well, no, I meant for dissemination. For podcast dissemination. but Yes. Well, we hopefully at this point will be everywhere you listen to podcasts. That's the plan. And f- with that, we're going to take a quick break from our sponsors. Yeah, we don't actually have any sponsors currently. But if you're interested, feel free to write to us at info at goblinscorner.com. And we would love to have you as a sponsor. So I guess that's it, really. What, you thought this was going to be a long commercial? And we're back. Welcome back. We are now going to discuss for a moment why we would actually like, why we want to do this show and uh, what we feel like we have to offer. What do you think? Well, it's certainly not for the promise of cash. I mean, I would like to have that, but that's that's not the reason we're doing this. Yet. Yet. No. I feel like we have a lot to offer people. So the thing is... We have around 70 years of DMing and gaming experience between the two of us. We have a lot of love for these games. I feel like a lot of people, when they first begin playing, unfortunately fall under either very inexperienced or not very good DMs slash GMs. And having had a bad sometimes terrible first experience, they just kind of chalk up the whole role-playing tabletop option. It's like an acid trip. You know, you have one bad experience, and then all of a sudden you don't want to do it anymore. 
sure. I'm going to take your word for that one. You've got a little more experience there than me, I suppose. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, in terms of games, yeah, If no one can see The Office here, but I have literally a wall of novels and books, not only, you know, like D&D stuff, but also just, you know, fantasy novels, sci-fi stuff, uh, technical manuals, and various other things of inspiration. I have a Godzilla shrine that I've made. It's true. And, and you know, some, some Star Wars paraphernalia as well. Jack Burton over there in the back. Anyhow. You also have an Albert Einstein. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you know, he's cool. There's also a dick hat, but that's totally different. The point is, we're trying to create something that, if you've had a bad experience, if you're new at this thing, or if you've been playing for a long time and you need some inspiration, we're here for it. How about a couple of examples of what people can expect for the next couple episodes? Well, how about different types of players, for example? Different types of DMs would follow that, obviously. We've got storylines that you can create on the fly or how to world build. That's good. Uh, making dynamic characters, i.e. characters that aren't just a mage. Protocol in playing a game. How to actually you know, show up by bringing snacks and being you know, a thoughtful player. And in addition to that, how to be a good host when you're hosting a gaming session. True. Online versus in-person playing. Oh, that's going to be an interesting one. We, I think we have some strong opinions on that. Yeah, and in fact, don't take our word for it. Just listen up. This would be the point in the show where you always have clips of like the past 10, 15 episodes to really get you guys psyched about the show. Well, guess what? We don't have any of those. Why? Because this is our first show, guys. So bear with us. I promise we'll get better. And I believe that's it, right? We're pretty much done here. So where can they reach us if they have any questions or if you have show ideas, perhaps? Matt at GoblinsCorner.com to reach myself and Eric at GoblinsCorner.com to reach you. And for anything general, you can also email info at GoblinsCorner.com. We are GoblinsCorner.com if you want to go to the website or TheGoblinsCorner.com too. I bought that URL as well. Sounds like a good plan. You can also comment down below, as before stated. The Goblin's Corner is written and produced by Eric Holden and Matt Staples. Show song by the mighty D20. Don't we love that guy? Sure. This is a subterranean production.